think you think they got it? Yeah. Y'all see the live production that be happening? <laughs> I said it before, but live broadcasting is the hardest thing I've ever done. I've pledged a couple times, kind of regret it. I've been evicted a couple times, don't regret it. Um, but live broadcasting, yeah, it's pretty hard, pretty hard. That and like trying to tell my mother the truth. Those are the two hardest things that you gotta do, right? But my mom watches the show, so hopefully, hopefully she's on right now. But we actually have a few things we wanna talk about and we actually have some questions that we wanna engage the audience with. But the first thing, we wanna talk about first. <laughs> we just wanna talk about first. So we got the walk through DC, which I've been okay. talk, trying to talk about for two weeks. We also good. have, um, uh, the new blueprints in government, which I think is an interesting conversation. Okay. It's boring out front, yeah. but it's really interesting in the back end, right? <laughs> it's real boring out front, but we can get to that. And then, um, then we got some burning questions for the road. So let's start with, you know, let's just start with the boring situation. I'm going to roll the bunt while we're doing this. Okay. Uh, appreciate the people over at Street Lawyer Services. You can put that lower throw up. Appreciate the people over at Street Lawyer Services for today providing me with my favorite weed of all time. No, no disrespect to the people in here actually selling the, selling the gas or gifting the gas. Excuse me. People who are gifting <laughs> the gas. No, um, no shade to those gifters, but cheetah piss, man. Anybody man. had cheetah piss before? <sighs> man. <laughs> oh. No, oh, oh, is Siri talking to me? Yeah. Uh-uh, uh-uh, <laughs> uh-uh, turn her off, uh-uh. All right, so, um, for the first time in 40 years, HUD, which is the Housing and Urban Development, you damn right something wrong. Oh, they can hear me now. Oh, we gotta turn it down. Um, for the first time in 40 years, the federal government has appointed a black woman to be the director of HUD, Housing and Urban Development. I forget her name, but it's a real black ass name. Her previous experience to that was to be, was she was president of Delta Sigma Marcia Theta. Marcia Fudge. Marcia Fudge. Thank you, yeah. lady of the house. See, yeah. see, <laughs> see. <laughs> no, not that see. See. <laughs> um, Marcia Fudge, her previous experience, she was the president of Delta Sigma Theta, like the national organization for 25 years. And then she was appointed to HUD. In such, she actually just did a revolutionary thing. She just created a position called the Racial Equity Czar. So someone who is actually going to be over racial equity within the federal government. Czar, right? In America. <laughs> we have czars. But yeah, we have someone who is in charge in housing and urban development, in charge with racial equity. Her previous experience, she actually wrote the Crown Act. The Crown Act is the Hair Equity Act, which means we can all wear braids at the office and they can't fire us, right? She wrote the Crown Act, and before that, she was a uh, House of Representatives for 12 years, but she is no longer now. These two individuals, I don't know if anybody has caught it yet, these two individuals are going to be radi uh, radically changing and pivoting how we look at racial equity when it comes to housing. That's the boring part. The exciting part is, which, in the description I just gave you, was anyone elected? Nope. So Dr. Carr, somebody who I really look to, says that this moment proves that the power of independent black institutions is greater than electoral politics. Meaning the things that we do in our community, how we serve us, is actually more pivotal, more impactful than anything the federal government could do by niggas who getting voted on. Only person who was voted on in this situation was Joe Biden, and I feel like we just had to. 
You know what I mean? If, if, according to the to the opposite, we won't get too political in here. But um, yes, we will. I don't know why I'm lying. We're going to get political in here. Um, but I just think that's interesting that this moment, two black women are going to be giving out billions and billions of dollars under the guise of racial equity for housing and urban development, but nobody voted for them. It's amazing to me. I'm sorry. Y'all look like, what the fuck you talking about, Bima? <laughs> Maybe, is that what y'all look like on the show when I'm talking? Y'all just be sitting there looking, looking at me like, what? <laughs> is that what happens? I guess so, because niggas is really looking at me. All right, cool. Cool, cool, cool. Anybody have any comments? <laughs> Lady in the house, you have a response to that? That is, that's, yeah, that's, yeah. It's bizarre. I feel like it's kind of groundbreaking, too. Like, nobody was elected, and... Yeah. Yet here we are. Right. Anybody, I'm, I'm a little nervous. Right. And, and I'm nervous maybe because I'm getting old, right? Yeah. I'd have been tricked a lot of times. I'd have been told reparations would come in and they gave you $40 in a beanbag in Illinois, right? right. I just, or there's your reparations, right? I've been told several things in my lifetime that have indicated that people are lying or trying to manipulate me. So when I see semblance of a solution, mm -hmm. my first thought is skepticism. Right. Like, you going to do this revolutionary thing? What's the budget? What's the catch? Yeah, what's, what's the catch, man? Right. What white man is really over this situation? But it's not. Right. But now I'm wondering, will institutions created within the federal government, is that truly revolutionary? Or is that just, you know, we polishing old blueprints? Mm. Mm. <laughs> mm. Right. I think, well, in, in the same vein, if we say that capitalism won't save us because the source of capitalism are our ancestors, so the system that enslaved us cannot be the same system that liberates us. If that's right. the case, then niggas who put out the system uh, or supported the system with the federal government, would, could it be said that there couldn't be liberation through the federal government? Could that be said? And if we say that, does that mean that reparations ain't the answer? Uh-oh. I almost feel like it shouldn't be through the federal government because that's, like you said, all blueprints, and it's just, I hmm. feel like that needs to be Mantled in order to. Wow. Fuck, did I just make an argument against reparations, federal <laughs> reparations? So if the federal government doesn't give us reparations, should it be, anybody watched, not last week's, well, yeah, last week's Atlanta with the, with the white folks, anybody watched last week's Atlanta? I won't spoil it. I won't give away the ending, but it is about reparations. It's a, huh? You got to pick up, I can't hear you. Come on. Somebody got to do. Oh, <laughs> not whispered the comment. <laughs> okay, no. No Easter eggs at all? Okay. Okay. Okay, okay. Comments on the gram? But, but the, the episode definitely gives you a perspective of a type of reparations that wouldn't be centralized on the, on the federal government, i.e., what if the family that owned you paid you? Right. Would that be an answer? At the Creative Theory, <laughs> we streaming. I'll tell y'all a story later, though. <laughs> I'll tell y'all a story in a second, though. At Creative Theory, um, what did I just say? What was I just talking about? Reparations from a family. Oh, at Creative Theory, I had hy hypothesized what would it look like if Google gave us reparations? What would it look like if like, a private institution got into a coalition and gave out trillions of dollars? What would that look like? Would that be more secure than the federal government? Would that be more trusting than? Do you trust Google more than your senator? I feel like that would look like something like Goldman Sachs giving a hundred million dollars to black women. Like it would be something in that vein. 
I know somebody who got part of that hundred million. Oh, hey. Right, right, <laughs> right. Um, that's the question, though. Do you trust Google more than your straight state senator? Who did you write to last? <laughs> How y'all get here? Y'all ask y'all senator. Y'all ask Google. <laughs> so then, who would you trust to actually give you accurate information? Well, maybe Google's a bad example in this situation, <laughs> but like a private institution or the federal government—that is a thought, huh? Which means liberation isn't tied directly to financials. All right, we got any comments on Instagram? What you got? Okay, Marcus. Why well, I rolled this blunt? Democrats have been pulling the rug from under the black community for decades. That's Marcus Bachelor, ain't it? I believe so. Yeah. Okay. Marcus for DC. It just says like the A is a V. Oh, no, that's the government, dude. Okay. Oh, okay. oh damn, you're talking spicy. Hey, you on the government uh, IP right now? I'm going to get that VPN player. And he also says, how, how doesn't capitalism work for black people? How doesn't capitalism work for black people? Yeah. I'll give you a great example of how capitalism doesn't work for black people. Um, the Clintons said, hey, every nigga could buy a house. And we said, all right, cool. And so for about 15 years, we were like, yeah, we could participate in this capitalism thing, right? We could be uh, equitable partners. We got houses and shit. Turns out the loans they gave us to buy the houses were shit. Right. And so half the black people lost all their wealth. Mm -hmm. That is the biggest uh, disparity that happened during the housing crisis is that the black people lost all their wealth, half their wealth. And we know how black wealth works. I mean, we don't get too many chances. Right, and so you destroy black wealth of a of a generation that could be generations long. Right. Um, or if we want to talk about, we would talk about how does capitalism destroy black wealth. We talk about the town of Oscarville, Georgia, which is now Lake Lanier, mm -hmm. free black town. They thought they paid enough so they could be considered white. They still flooded the town and killed people though, right. and then it had nothing to do with the money that was going on. It had to do with they perceived blackness as a lack of priority. We see that in New Orleans. You know, they had a, I had to do research on emergency, yeah. uh, not emergency, on environmental justice. Mm -hmm. I guess, and I was in Katrina, so I guess I was so focused on my house and my community, I missed the story, and maybe I didn't watch the Spike Lee documentary hard enough. But they blew them levees up on purpose. Yeah. Like, niggas had a meeting in the middle of a hurricane and said, you know what, we gotta flood the nigga town <laughs> so that all the New Orleans can survive. And, that got nothing to do with money. No people pay for their houses. It was wealth over there. It was financial equity over there. It was business over there. There was a fair market over there. But what's bigger than the fair market? Fucking white supremacy, fucking oppression bullshit. That's why it don't work. That's why it don't work. What other comments we got? Y'all hey, feel free to jump on the mic if you got any questions or comments too in, in the audience. Honey's girl said. Honey's girl! <laughs> I think it's possible to turn the American dream from propaganda to reality. There's, there's more. Okay, yeah, okay. yeah, go ahead, go ahead, okay. go ahead. Um, Marcus also says, we also have to stop these conversations for reparations. It almost sounds like we just expect to be taken care of by people who don't fuck with us. And then Honey's Girl says, I think it could be a combo of monopolies. Yeah, Marcus worked for the government. Go ahead. Okay. <laughs> he worked for the government. <laughs> I think it could be a combo of monopolies, federal government, and families all pay shares of reparations. Who said that? Honey's Girl. Honey's Girl! All right. Yeah, Got any said, other comments? He said Marcus Williams. Um, she also said, I don't think reparations is looking to be taken care of. I think it's more about getting what is due. 
All right, I'm going to let them have it then. I'm going to let them have it. Get them, get them right, honey's girl. Get them right. Get my man liberated. Because he's right. To a point, he's right. It is not the sole solution. And I imagine sitting in a government institution and watching people's bureaucratic daily culture go by, you would be pretty disinterested in how the government would uh, um, distribute a, repara a reparation. Right. But my hold on. Have we ever had a formal apology? Somebody correct me. Somebody Google that. Somebody ask your senator real quick. <laughs> no? Has there ever been a formal apology on behalf of the federal government for slavery? And would they have to apologize to us? Yeah. Yeah, they would. Yeah, they would. We in the, in the comments? Any questions in the audience? Any comments, questions, comments? Um, what we got? Marcus says, PG County is proof that capitalism works for black people. So we're blaming others for us taking... <laughs> And then he says, so we're blaming others for us taking crappy loans. <laughs> no, you got to so it can be recorded. I need it on wax. My man Marcus need to hear you. Okay, so I just want to say real quick, as a native of PG County, PG County is a scam. So leave it there. What say you now, sir? <laughs> said, so we're blaming others for us taking crappy loans. And then Honey's Girl said, we're blaming others for not being honest about policy. And then he said, I'm all about personal responsibility, especially mm -hmm. today when black people are highly educated. Nah, Marcus, you got to pull up, baby. You got to pull up with all these spicy comments, man. You ain't take off of work. Oh. <laughs> and then Honey's Girl said, not every black person Not just now, pull up your bootstraps. Yeah. Is John McCain on the line? What's going on? <laughs> What's going every on? Every black personality is highly educated and internalized racism is not equitable to education. Y'all know my favorite question. What if niggas is dumb? They could be manipulated. And stupidity is systemic. Right? right? Yeah. Stu stupidity you is also an output of the government. Like, it is... <laughs> <laughs> Niggas don't know Benjamin Banneker built the city, but niggas know who ran through Boston when the British were coming. Who was that? Right. <laughs> niggas know American history. Niggas know about the, the, the War 1812, but couldn't tell you shit about the laughing laws in the 70s, could they? And you think, and you think that you think the federal, you think government and financial institutions would be would really want to explain to black people that they're giving them shit loans? Because who gets paid off of that? Right. Come on, man. Marcus, don't play with me, man. Pull up, man. Pull up. I got to see you in your face. <laughs> see, I seen what you was at, and I could put up on you, but I didn't think that was gangster. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to talk to you, man, the man looking in your face. White folks are the problem. Don't put that shit on us. Yeah, we got some things we got to do. I need a pen. Somebody got a pen? I need a pen to stuff my blunt. This is not the master class of, of rolling, although it could be. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Talking cash shit. I hope right. people ready. Nobody got a pen? Somebody throw me a pen. Or something to stuff my blunt with an uh, earphone. All right, y'all gonna have me do this shit old school. That's okay. I mean, uh, you threw me a pill. I need a pen. You do a cheetah piss. <laughs> he threw me a cheetah piss pillow. Thank you. Thank you. It's oh. <laughs> so you're prepared. Do you had this? this is your chopstick? 
Oh, okay, for sure. I was about to say. Hey, God damn, boy. You classy motherfucker. He's going to come through with custom chopsticks. Oh. We're not even serving food. Bombs on his way. Huh? Bombs on his way. Bombs on the way? Yeah. Bombs on the way with the master class. We excited for that. We got some more comments. We got more comments? Yeah. Is it spicy in the comments? Yeah. Good. I hope yeah. it's spicy yeah. in the comments. Get my man, Bebo Knights, get my man Marcus together, okay? Okay. <laughs> what, you want some mimosas? He's trying to have brunch. Right, right. Stop. <laughs> I think I think we're gonna have to have a, a oh, meeting with bake. Lauren with uh, about the next wake and bake oh, yeah. with a wake and bake breakfast, wake if you will. Yeah. Somebody throw me a lighter. Okay. Um, Thank you. Ashley says, "No, we're noting that capitalism does not inherently benefit black folks, but." does for white folks. My individual qualifications are irrelevant if the system thrives off of exclusion. Mm -hmm. Marcus said, American dream has been a reality. <laughs> and then Baby Boo says, not everyone. I work with a lot of us and we're still building. Mm -hmm. I agree, it's not the sole solution. Marcus says, I worked a 12 hour shift trying to save Ukraine. Would love to pull up someday though. You All right, what's the uh, what's the next topic? <laughs> what's the next topic? Oh, he, he said PG County is a scam only because of the corrupt county government ran by us, by, by the way. The hardworking residents of PG are proof that capitalism works. Marcus, I, I'm challenging you right now. I ch you were blaming all black folks. I challenge you to blame a white man right now. My man Mink said that doesn't mean the capitalism. What'd you say? Mm -hmm. To your point, uh, uh, OGK, the system of capitalism, and Geronimo, I'm looking at you like you're my professor, the system of capitalism, I believe, is originated in North Africa. I believe, y'all definitely, y'all definitely call your senator real quick and ask him, Josh, what's up, man? <laughs> it's Josh. Um, ooh, that cheetah piss, good Lord. No, we don't go to the street. Um, what was I just saying? Uh, crypto. <laughs> yeah, crypto has actually started in, in fucking Egypt. The, the the glyphs are on the wall. No, I didn't. Um, but no, I, if I'm not mistaken, I believe it's either democracy or capitalism starts in the markets of uh, ancient Egypt. And I'm saying that to say that I believe that the system of capitalism standalone does work. And we see that to OGK's point about uh, the management and organization of a market through PG County um, and how that works, but we also have to recognize that the system of capitalism as participated by majority America, and when I say majority America, I mean whiteness, is oppressive. It's suppressive. Suppressive. It's very much the mindset that somebody has to be on top, somebody has to be on the bottom, so why not be at the niggas? Good talk. Um, all right, cool. Yeah? Yes. That, that system is mm -hmm. 
I caught about 12% of what you just said. I definitely am going to clarify uh, here in a moment. But yeah, I got you. Egyptology. All right, for sure. Um, I had another topic I wanted to talk about. But actually, before we even do that, I want to shake the people up. You got your questions? You got your questions? Let's get some burning questions for the Wake and Bake with BMO Nights. That's y'all, by the way. Keep in mind, these are not very deep questions. These aren't very deep questions. Yeah, these are just... All right, if, if somebody wants to grab the mic, we're going to ask a question. If not, I'm going to volunteer somebody. <laughs> Answer the question. Oh, you want to ask a question? You, you want to read them. Huh, you can ask. You can ask. Okay, we'll take some questions. We'll take some questions. Um, hmm. Okay, you're a leader of a new society. Which ritual must every 18-year-old complete in order to become an adult? Black society specifically. Grab the mic if you're gonna answer. Oh, you know what? I'm sitting on. I'm sitting sideways. Anybody? 18 years old or Lydia gotta get to the mic. Okay, for sure. Ritual. It needs to be something more like education centered, like school, like once you graduate. I don't know. Like, okay. Um, yeah. Counter question. Could you ever be an adult at 18? Mm. What is adult? Like, I guess that's, <laughs> like, I guess that, that depends on your definition or like, what, what is adult? adult? That's a great has a question. Adult a lot of implications, in my opinion, but it's not really about that. It's more about experience and like education. Adult feels like a code word for laborer. Mm. <laughs> right. Right. Like we're adulting. Like what does you that can mean? Be exploited. Yeah, like you're being exploited. <laughs> yeah. Because we pro we protect youth. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it is a label, but. I don't know. Oh, you're going to fuck me up with that one. What is adult? Yeah. God damn. All right. Anybody else want to take a try? Uh, answer? I need one more person. We one more person. People, people in the comments, get, they got an answer? Yeah. All right. What they got? The answer should have been, uh, come to Wake and Bake Fest on 420 when BMO told you to. I'm playing. But for real. 18 years old, you must pick a, <laughs> pick a blue color. Sorry. 18 years old, you must pick a blue-collar skill and learn it. A blue-collar skill. Who said that? Marcus. Of course he called it a blue-collar <laughs> skill. <laughs> Fucking blue-collar skill. Not, it's not a bad idea. Yeah. Right. I agree. I wouldn't call it blue-collar skills, though. I would call it vocational skills. I would call it yeah. skills. Right. Not the classism of blue-collar. My man said, you got to have a patch that says Gus. <laughs> That's what my man said. Come on, man. Um, someone said... And to that point, actually, I... Um, sorry, we said oh, we're not? No, go ahead. Um, I had a conversation with this dude from XQ. XQ is a subsidiary of Emerson. Emerson is the company of billionaire widow Steve Jobs. They are... Uh, which, I, again, I don't know if this is a solution or if they're trying to exploit people but i definitely hit them up to be a sponsor so i will lean either way let me stop playing i'm gonna mm -hmm. tell the truth either way 
um, they are trying to do this thing where they're trying to update high school education so that it includes the hard skills of the future yeah. in which we've talked about those hard skills of the future are being able to do shit like this. Right. You don't need a degree to do this. Like I learned all this on YouTube. I learned how to content create on YouTube. Mm -hmm. Um, my cousin is actually majoring in content creation at Morgan. Really? Multimedia content creation. Wow. That's crazy, right? Not, wow. Huh? It's a major. They have courses. They have professors. In my time, it was called radio, TV, film. Y'all remember those? Right. Y'all remember yeah. those things, right? <laughs> now it's multimedia content creation. Yeah. Although, according to Nielsen, 90% of black people are on the radio every day. Anybody listen to the radio coming today? Anybody listen to the radio in the last 12 hours? The white guy. Okay, we got, we got like Two, three? Years. Okay. There's like five. Five? Okay. I'm judging. I'm looking at y'all age too, so. <laughs> and they said, fuck you, Bima. We don't care. <laughs> uh, my old ass listen to the radio too. <laughs> you never won any tickets? That's fucked up. Uh, that's fucked up. That's fucked up. They had your name on the uh, on the call ID. It was like, nah. She calling number eight. <laughs> uh, what other rituals? What other rituals? Um, Blue magazine. How to start a business. Yeah. Oh my God. Which, yeah, you gotta start a business with your blue collar skills. <laughs> okay, if you, okay. That's the exact same curriculum that my Mississippi high school had. If you weren't smart enough to pass certain amount of classes, which I'll tell you how that's fucked up in a second, they automatically put you in a vocational school. It's called Greenwood High School, Greenwood Senior High School. And then if you weren't able to become a senior, you went to Greenwood voca Vocational Tech. You come out with a trade. Now, here's the fucked up part. So a failing grade in Mississippi is a 70. And A is 100 to, I think, 100 to 93, and it goes through seven-point increments so that it ends with an F at 70. That, that was high school? I can't hear you. There is, there are, I, I think there are two, there are two interpretations of what could happen. It could be what the school would tell us is that, yeah, if you get an A, that means you really earned it. So it's the, a grit mentality. Um, but then there's the, also the way that I just explained, which I think is pretty nefarious, is create more vocational workers. Mississippi is the 49th state in education. And they're expect, and the students are expected to score 70 or above to stay in the high school. What is the true output here? You got to pick up this mic, man. You got to. You got to, because people can't hear you. You know about radio silence. So I think there's a more ethical way that this could be done in the same way they do in a lot of other countries where they 
have these tracks yeah. from day one that you step into a high school and you can decide, okay, I want to go this way, I want to go that way. Now, of course, when you graduate, you can change your mind, of course, but in the event that more than likely you probably won't. Right. You know, but you've already gone down a track while you were in high school to yeah. prepare you for that career that you just, so whether that is a vocational uh, path, or whether that is something within um, a specific uh, field like engineering, or yeah. if it's a, um, something in finance, or whatever the case may be, you know. So similar to what you might have experienced in the post-secondary realm, you're already experiencing that, experiencing that in high school. Mm -hmm. So I think that's a more ethical way of doing that as opposed to what you described as happening. Um, yeah, it's pretty much like a, a trap mandate, if you will. Yeah. But I still feel like I'm going to bring it back to what as adult, I still feel like we are centering labor on the experience of adulthood. Now, that cannot be the only definition of adulthood, right, is labor. Is it? High emotional intelligence. Am I more emotionally intelligent now than I was five? Definitely. 100%. <laughs> Y'all are mature people, man. I still throw tantra tantrums. Um, okay, high emotional intelligence. That still sounds like labor. No. No? I mean... Intelligence is not labor? Intelligence is not labor? <laughs> What? <laughs> Explain to me why. I don't know. This still sounds like labor. And not labor as in the actual word labor, but maybe even labor sounds like adjustment to pain. So that's, that's adult? Adult is pain? <laughs> that's true. Same. Man, it ain't fair. I was 15 ready to protest. Like, what is going on? <laughs> The check is 500 and I only got 260? <laughs> Social Security? I'm 15. <laughs> okay. I, I'm, I'm not hearing nothing positive. Is that just the truth? Is that just is that this generalized truth? That adulthood, that adulthood has no positives? We, nobody said anything positive. Nobody said fucking. Nobody said that. <laughs> huh? Okay, got me. It's always something. <sighs> That's real. <laughs> That's so real. Niggas is not going with my positive path. All right, next question. <laughs> Niggas is not going down the path. All right. Huh? Okay, next question. Next question. Let's sweetheart. Burning question. Oh, we got some. We got some comments from the people. We'll read three comments because they not they not in here. Okay. We having a good time. If uh, you had to uh, create a ritual for 18-year-olds to enter into adulthood. Okay, must work for them. A little late? Hmm? Yeah. I was saying, it's, so Lydia asked the question, what is adult? And I was saying that it feels like adult is a laborer. I'm fucking with this dude. See? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So what are we then? All right. All right. I don't want to talk about adulthood no more. Y'all making me sad. What's the next question? Well, y'all making me sad, man. Y'all making me sad as hell right now. Good Lord. Good Lord. All right. Here we go. Here we go. The lady of the house wrote a whole list of questions. Hmm. 
Oh, hit okay. me, please. Thank you, thank you. The aspect, in, when you look at it from this country, right, then you're seeing it as an 18. But when they're saying adult, it's a cold. When you look at it universally around, you know, you've got obviously Jewish, right? 13, right? right. I mean, mm -hmm. you've got all these different ages all across the world. That's and all, really all it is is this simply like the passing of the torch, right? So if you look at it, there's achieving or belonging societies. Back in the day in belonging societies, right? Well, at some point, you're the social security. The kid's born, you take care of the kid, but then you start to age out, the kid has to take care of them. It's a social security program, right? But then when you have achieving societies, like you said, now get into the workforce because the reality is is we still have to have some sort of productivity right interesting but it's also still a passing of the torch of like all of your experiences and everything you know is what i've taught you from mom and dad it's time for you to go out and explore and begin to teach the next so i see it like as just simply a passing of the torch from like at some point you got to be a man. Right. Yeah. And if I was going to do a passing the torch straight up, like, I feel like we're all doing it. Now, I know the law says 21, by the way, as the, you know. Yeah, 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 saying, yeah, yeah. But, but I'm saying, simply put, like, I think you're doing it in this room by just saying, like, go see the world. Go see some people. Damn, the fucking place is beautiful. Get outside your bubble. Anyway. Enjoy. Appreciate you. Appreciate you. Happy What's up? Appreciate you. <laughs> Adulthood is a generational gift.